for all, for all things ATL. ATL for everything Falcons. First to the end zone, touchdown! This is Peachtree Football. Now, your host, Dylan Matthews and Bo Morgan. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Dylan Matthews, alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bo Morgan, and we are Peachtree Football. Make sure you like this podcast, download the podcast, and follow the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast and get your podcast. That is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast, we are right there. Bo Morgan. We got to eat our words, man, and I'm happy about it. We we were wrong about uh, about our score predictions on Friday for sure and how we thought the outcome of this game was going to go uh, come out. Falcons, big winners at Mercedes-Benz Stadium today, 28-14 to over the San Francisco 49ers, and the Falcons look like they had the best defense in the league uh, today against the San Francisco 49ers offense that – You know, they they move the ball a little bit, but again, when it matters most, that Atlanta Falcons defense comes up big. Whether it's making a big play, getting a big turnover, they know when they need to step their game up. They know when they need to make a play, and both they darn sure make one. Yeah, I don't think you can say enough good things about the defense today. It it legitimately looked like a top top defense in the league. I mean – you go to look at this, and I was looking at this uh, after the game uh, in between interviews that we had on Falcons Radio. You held them to 50 yards rushing, and that's wow. a big stat because uh, coming in, this this is a team that, that liked to run the ball themselves. You know, everybody thinks about how the Falcons like to run the ball. But this team was eighth in the league, averaging almost 139 yards a game. And wow. you, you, you really – you really went over that. I thought the defense played really well. They had a couple of moments, yes. but to me, um, one of and and we'll get into squid sequences a little bit later. Uh, this is not one of them. That's why I'm going to bring this up. But it's much like it. They get the ball back in the fourth quarter, and there's like 11 or 12 minutes left, something like that, and they burned uh, a lot of clock and did not get a touchdown. The defense did a really good job. You go back a few weeks ago to uh week one at home mm-hmm. new orleans you're up two uh two scores mm-hmm. and uh, more than two scores you're up 26 10 you're up 16 points and they go and, and new orleans goes down four plays boom complete opposite of that not only yeah. did you make them burn so much clock dylan mm-hmm. you also didn't let them score so essentially yeah, the game was essentially over at that point because right. you got the ball back with a little right around four minutes, I think like 359 or something. That was a huge sequence by this defense, to your point, which looked like one of the best in the league. Exactly, and and you you teased it. Uh, squid sequences, we're going to get into that, something new we're bringing up. So after every single game when we give you our post-game reaction, Squid Billy, Bo Morgan, a.k.a. Squid Billy, is going to give you his, you know, either sequence or sequences that really changed the outcome or decided the outcome of the game. So we'll get to that. A little bit later. I do want to start, though, Bo, with a few news and notes today because we got a little help from the rest of the NFC South. Well, I should say, you know, we got help against the NFC South because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get what you can call upset by the Pittsburgh Steelers. They lose 20 to 18. The uh, the, 
the Carolina Panthers are losing right now to the Los Angeles Rams. Last time I checked, it was 17 to 10, I believe. And then the New Orleans Aints, the Aints lose to the Who Days. The Cincinnati Bengals, who we play next week, uh, defeat the uh, New Orleans Saints in what was a crazy shootout type of game. Uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, that duo again, come up big late in the ballgame, I think with like 157 left or something like that. They get a 60-yard touchdown pass. Uh, Burrow finds Jamar Chase, and I like that for fantasy purposes. But that's besides the point. They beat the New Orleans Saints. That is the point. And uh, we're getting we're getting some good help. So right now, uh, even doesn't matter what happens in the Carolina game, right now we are back tied atop the NFC South. So well, the Rams – the Rams, sorry, I was trying to pop in there. The Rams have actually put another touchdown on the board. It's now 24-10, by the way. Beautiful, beautiful. Things I love to hear. So, if all goes well, this could be the perfect scenario for the Atlanta Falcons today. You win, and everybody else in the NFC South loses. So, that would be huge, not only because you got a big win at home and the way you want it, but you find out everybody else loses. That's got to help morale going into next week's game. Yeah, I mean, look, you're going to go in next week tied for the lead. You're going to place another 3 and 3 team. They're coming off a win in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh is is the Bengals and I mean, this this the confidence one thing you cannot say about this version of our Atlanta Falcons is they can play. Right. It feels like with the best of the best. I'm not yeah. – I know right now Buffalo, Kansas City is going on, and these are high-powered off- offenses that are clicking on all cylinders. But this team is really playing well together. There's mm-hmm. not just one star above others. There's multiple guys doing it. You know, we have a two-headed monster running back without our best player on offense. Right. Uh, most Well, our most versatile player on offense, I should say, in CP Cordero Patterson. So it's a lot of fun. We're having fun. I mean, I, I legitimately was looking forward to coming home on the way home and doing this. The only yes. thing that was bothering me is I'm, you know, you know, I'm I'm a guy like like uh, you you wanted that chill time. That was like the only thing. I was like, oh, I'm gonna miss some chill time, but I didn't care because we were talking about a just a amazing performance. I don't yes. think people realize how dominant this game was. Twenty eight fourteen. Honestly, could have been more. Really could have been more. It really, really could have been more. Um, And real quick, Squid, I want to say this. Even when, honestly, because you you talked about how it felt like a dominant performance, because to me, even when it was 14 to 14, I honestly didn't even feel worried. Like, I was like, okay, it's 14 to 14. We'll be fine. Like, it it just felt like, again, even when it was tied, it still felt like the Atlanta Falcons had control of this game from the jump. Well, because we saw them come out in this game and go right down the field. And it yep. wasn't it wasn't one of those drives where you're like, oh, I mean, you know, it was kind of whatever. No, 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 yeah, whatever. It was okay. No, you went you came out and you literally just boom, right down their uh right down their throat. You you mm-hmm. burned what's almost six minutes off the clock. You ran the ball a lot. You allowed Mariota to 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 pick his to pick the moments to throw. I mean, it was it was just. I got a text from a a buddy of mine, and he was like, "That is the the epitome of what Arthur Smith wants to do." And I was like, "Yeah, you're right. 
It is. That's what he wants to do. That is exactly what he wants to do. I mean, it was just a great series. I mean, I don't know what to say. It was exactly what they wanted to do, and you you controlled. I mean, I thought they did a good job of getting after uh, us in past situations, but running the ball, you know, you you did enough, and one of the things I don't think needs is, is everybody is talking about this offensive line. I think this offensive line, and we'll get into this later in the week, mm-hmm. has challenges when they're pass blocking for sure. But I, but I think definitely. they're also good enough in the run block. One of the things we're seeing is is uh, run blitzes, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 the running backs are being patient enough. But the other thing that these guys do, and especially it's Algier and it's Huntley, but especially mm-hmm. Huntley, is their yards after contact is so impressive. They are they are mm-hmm. they are getting hit and they're still falling forward. They're still keeping those legs moving. That is so that cannot be uh overstated enough. You can't talk enough about that. I mean, it's so underrated of a for a running back, and these guys do a phenomenal job at it. Yeah, Huntley was a bruiser all day long. I mean, we heard Dave Archer talking about it during the broadcast. I mean, he just would not go down after first contact. There, it was time and time again where, you know, a pile of 49ers had to try and take him down, and he would just keep driving and driving and driving those legs. So Caleb Huntley was a bruiser, and Tyler Algier, I mean, he's no slouch either when it comes to getting yards after the contact and, you know, physical running because he he does the, the same thing too. But I'm glad, you know, you, you started this whole thing by talking about uh, the excitement and, you know, how good of a dominant win it was. And I want to build upon that by saying no Falcons fans or 49ers fans should be complaining or concerned about, well, you know, Bosa was out and Javon Kinlaw was out and Arik Armstead was out. No, I don't want to hear any of that. The reason I don't want to hear any of that is because of this. You still did what you what you were supposed to do. San Francisco D-line, you know, whatever their situation was, no Bosa, no Armstead, no uh, Kinlaw or not, you did what you were supposed to do, and you did what you were going to do anyway. 168 yards on the ground, and, I mean, guys did it from everywhere. Huntley, 16 carries, 59 yards. Algier, 15 carries, 51 yards. Mariota even had six carries for 50 yards, including a, cru- a crucial, uh, I think, third, uh, long third down of run. So he got us a first down. So I don't care the fact that, you know, uh, Bosa, Kinlaw, and Enrique Armstead were out. And Falcons fans shouldn't care either because you did what you were supposed to do on the ground. You dominated up front, and you did what you're supposed to do. So I don't want to hear any Falcons fans, you know, being skeptical about, well, you know, we didn't we didn't, we didn't, didn't play them at their best. Well, guess what? They, they couldn't take advantage of uh, A.J. Terrell and Casey Hayward being out for some time there during the game. They couldn't take advantage of our injuries because we had injuries too. They, they couldn't take advantage of us not having Cordell Patterson. Their, their D-line couldn't take advantage of that. So I, I don't want to hear any excuses about the, the 49ers defensive line. Uh, okay, let's go there. Um, we came into the game missing two starters on defense mm-hmm. and Adi and Michael Walker. And again, right. starter Adi, I have said on this podcast, I, I say the word starter is loose with a defensive lineman. Uh, but Adi is plays a lot of snaps. Yes. Adi Ogundeji. Michael Walker's your leading damn tackler. Okay. Yeah. AJ Terrell was out for pretty much the entire second half. Yep. And Casey Hayward was out in a crucial Almost. drop. Yeah. And you still held George Kittle, 
under 100 yards. Debo Samuel, <laughs> under 100 yards. Total, total, uh-huh. total yards of total yards from scrimmage. He was under 100. In fact, those guys mm-hmm. were. I think I think Debo ended in, with like 90 yards total total yards from scrim from scrimmage. And, and Kittle was uh, had eight catches for 83 yards. Ayuk under 100 yards. Their run game, 50 yards. So I don't want to hear about how many guys they were missing because we were missing some guys too, okay? So the both these teams were banged up in some ways. So don't really want to hear it. I mean, I get it, but you were still a five- or six-point favorite to Vegas coming in this game. So there you go. And by the way, you know how you neutralize a great pass rusher like Nick Bosa? You run the damn ball, and they did. So you can save your whatever. Um, all I know is is there's a win in that column mm-hmm. after the day, and it's in the Falcons side. So you can keep all your we didn't have this, we didn't have didn't hurt didn't hurt them in Carolina last week, did it? Nope. Oh, well, that team's not any good. Oh yeah? Well, we were picked to be two and fifteen. So save me. Okay. Everybody, exactly. this team has been an underdog for six straight weeks. Of some sort, an underdog. And guess what? They've covered every freaking spread. They're 6-0 and against the spread. And they're 3-3 three and three in the real records. And that has them in, tied for first place in the NFC South. And tied, I think, for seventh place in the, uh, in the playoff race. So, you can save that. I ain't even addressing it anymore than I already did. I'm <laughs> exactly. not going to go any further with it, is what I'm saying. Save, save all your injury crap for somebody else that cares. Because we do not care here on Peachtree Football. And uh, you alluded to it. Debo Samuel, not right at 90 total yards. George Kittle, six receptions for 83 yards. Yeah, six receptions for 83 yards for George Kittle. So we held two of their best weapons, or their two top weapons, really, for both under 100 yards total. So defense did pretty darn good without some defensive help on, on our end as well. So with that, we're going to move on, like you said, because we don't want to hear nothing else about no dang injuries on the 49ers. Everybody's dealing with injuries. You play with the roster you got, and guess what? Your roster wasn't good enough to get a win today because the Falcons were better. With that, Squid, let's get into the sequences that made the Atlanta Falcons better today, getting a 28-14 to win. What were the crucial sequences, according to Squid Billy, that got the Falcons the victory today? Okay, so I've got three. Because that's what Dylan told me to have, but I actually have a mi- minor one. Okay. Um, I thought it, I thought it was a big moment early in the game. Uh, their first possession, Jeff Wilson. That was their second possession. I think I don't know. It was early in the game, and they go for a first down. They fumble, and AJ Trails is standing oh, yeah. there. And yeah, that was the second possession. Yeah, but but let's get into the nit and gritty. Number one, there was a drive. Um, End of the first half, mm-hmm. they Marcus Mariota has probably his best drive as a Falcon to me. One of his, this was his best game by far. Yep. I mean, the guy was thirteen oh, to fourteen, definitely. and that one miss could have been a throwaway. But yep. he starts to drive. He has a little uh, read option play, an eight yard pickup. But they get to midfield or a little. They get past midfield, and it's now second and eighteen. Okay, and. Marcus throws it to Pitts for a five-yard gain. It's now third and 13. Mm-hmm. And he drops back, and he gets pressure. And instead of stopping or whatever, he steps up in the pocket. He's looking, and he takes off. 
He gains, I believe it was 15 yards on that play. Mm-hmm. Moves the chains. Then they uh, they turn around. And so after he gets that, that run, uh, and I'm finding it here because it's somewhere in here, and I want to make sure that I don't miss it. But um, scrambles for 15. Next play, there's a penalty. Then Huntley gets it. There's a two-minute warning. He hits London for a great catch, great throwing catch. Oh, that was, yeah, that was. And they amazing. continue in the Mercedes Benz drives on. Ooh, that's that's. There you go. It. Shameless <laughs> plug. <laughs> and then, then Marcus takes the ball right on the three yard line, runs it in. He literally just runs for the for the for the corner of the pylon. He outran the defender. It was another read option play. They actually had it defended decently, but Marcus's speed and athleticism got him there. To me, that was the sequence because. Here's what's not – you're going to remember they, that they scored to go up 21-14 at the end of the first half. Right. You're going to remember that it uh, it was a, it, it gave them the lead and there was only like a minute left. What you're not going to remember is they pushed themselves back in the second and 18. And Marcus made a smart dump off. And then he made the play, which could have been the play of the game right there at that point. It yeah. was the play of the game at that point because it gives you a lead. Great play by Mariota. That was just a heads up. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm just gonna go ahead at this point. Not gonna hold it too long and go. That's something he's done a lot this year. He hasn't gotten enough credit for. Hey, exactly. And Marcus Mariota, like you said, played his best game as an Atlanta Falcons. So we can, you know, I feel like we could we could really hush the the Desmond Ritter discussions after last week. Really, I mean, they never should have been a thing. But nobody, absolutely nobody, even Marcus Mariota haters should be talking about anything about Desmond Ritter now. He played his best game in his Atlanta Falcon. The thing I liked about the most from Marcus Mariota, and it was a part of your sequence, his decision-making, his decisiveness. He was quick with his decisions. I mean, like you said, when he saw there was nothing, he stepped in the pocket, took a quick look to see if there was anything downfield open after, you know, buying himself some time. No, quickly took off, got himself 15 yards, and a first down they, later, he scores um, on that drive as well. I mean, just a quick – I mean, to really to start off the game, man, he hit that uh, – that well, I think it was a third down play um, He where he hit OZ for that that big uh, chunk yardage. I think it was a 37-yard play to OZ on the very uh, uh, first drive. That was a nice deciding play. I mean, he had, a, he had a nice quick slant to Drake London. So, I mean, just his decision-making overall I felt like was very good decision-making, which he's always been a good decision-maker. Um, the RPOs, whether to hand it off to the running back or pull it out of their uh, stomach and take off, he made good decisions on the RPOs. So great, quick, decisive uh, plays today from Marcus Mariota. And like you said, it, it was his best game today by far as an Atlanta Falcons. So the second sequence is really start. It's really one play that bait mm-hmm. that 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 one play changed everything. It turned into a sequence because it turned into a drop, but. You get back, um, first half, they mm-hmm. go three and out. Right. They had decent field position de- uh, because of a, a decent um, you know, a decent kick return. Mm-hmm. But they punt, and uh, their punter was uh, Wisnowski. Wisnowski booms it, man. It's an, almost a 60-yard punt. It landed at the Atlanta 6, but it landed in the arms – of my boy, our boy, your boy, yeah. Avery Williams. That's right. And Avery <laughs> Williams made a play 
that you're kind of told, Dylan, you know this, put your heels on the 10-yard on the line, mm-hmm. everything else goes. But Avery went back because he saw, and Arch described this, Dave Arch did a great job on the Falcons radio, described this, he saw the fact that his coverage was holding up. The punt yeah. outkicked the coverage in some ways. So, Avery catches it 29 yards to the mm. 35. I'm yelling because I'm excited. Yeah. I was like, wow. So, <laughs> he gets a 29-yard return, career high. Yeah. You go from having the ball at maybe the six, if he fair catches it, maybe right. it goes to the one, maybe you bounce in the end zone. So you're still at 20. That's a, right. that's a anywhere from a nine to – uh, uh, twenty-three yard difference, right, right? Right, in field position, maybe a twenty-eight yard difference if it somehow landed on the one and just you know they caught yeah. it. Huge play! It's twenty-one fourteen. Yeah. You're early in the in the in the second half in the third mm-hmm. quarter, and then this happens. Marcus hit Oh Lamade for a ten-yard play, mm-hmm. first down. Um, Algier runs for five. Algier runs for four. Third and one. Now Algier runs for eight. Then Huntley. At boom, we can keep going. Mariota ran for 20. And then the play that everyone has been waiting for. Uh-huh. Marcus hits Kyle on a little, like a little, little slant across the middle. Maybe it was a it could have been a, a drag route. It was hard to tell that close. It looked like a little uh, you know, I would say it's probably a little drag route at that point, a little yeah. crossing route, whatever you want to call it. For seven yards, touchdown. Kyle Pitts' first touchdown in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. His first touchdown in the NFL and the United States because his other one last year. Kyle Pitts has three catches for 19 yards in the day, but all anyone's going to remember is that touchdown. Some people That's were buying right. shots for sections I saw on Twitter if he did that. That was a sequence, though, because yep. Avery Williams made a – this is where Arthur Smith and all these coaches always say it. it's a football is three phases. It's offense, defense, and special teams. Your defense changed everything right there. Your play calling, yep. everything on that drive. Because instead of starting at the six or worse, mm-hmm. you started on your 29, uh, 35. Exactly. So that's a huge difference, a 29-yard play. In fact, my math was probably off earlier. When I said it could have been, it could have been, a, you know. So, I just, I think incredible. Incredible because that, I know we saw in a sequence, but that one play led to that sequence on that drive, or that drive, which is a sequence of plays, that really, that gives you a two-touchdown lead. Now things are looking up. So, Avery Williams, for the second straight week, gets add a boy and a kudos. And, ex- and, and that's exactly right because I don't think enough people completely understand how much your play calling does really change when you're backed up like that. Like there are just certain plays you're not going to run when you're backed up to the, to the six, you know, or, you know, the, the six are, are worse, like you said. So Avery Williams getting out of that predicament and starting them at, you know, regular type of field position in that area was huge because it opened up other play calls that allowed the Falcons to go down and do their thing. So that's a big kudos there. And I, I got two questions for you too. One on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate Kyle Pitts's dirty bird dance that he did when he finally scored in the end zone? And two, I know we're probably going to find out on Monday. Um, I'm assuming Mike Bell, from everything I know about Mike Bell, he's a man of his word. 
And I'm assuming he bought shots for the entire section like he said he was going to do on Twitter. If you had to just give me a quick ballpark guess, how much money do you think he spent? How much do you think that bill was spending uh, spending getting a shot for the entire section? Nah, I don't lot. I don't know what liquor costs at um, in the shop for Mercedes Benz, but um, that had to have been around a grand if he did it. Now, yeah, Becky saying, was with like him. Becky, his wife, Becky was with him. So she might have shut that down um, because yeah. she is she's very uh, she's a she's a she's a budgeter. And yeah. she is a, a calculated spender where he is not. So I'm not trying to get too into the weeds with Mike Bell's financial things, but yeah, no. yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. As you know, I'm I'm doing things, so I didn't really pay attention to what the Dirty Bird that he did. Yeah. I immediately I went down. I'm getting reads, and I'm oh yeah. I'm 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 directing traffic, and so uh, I didn't get to really watch that part. So I'm gonna bow out of that one but okay. I, will, I will say that I, that, that I, I think Mike Bell has spent at least a grand in shots um after from that point on uh there so <clears throat> my third one mm-hmm. is one that I'm gonna uh I'm really happy about this one yeah I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. that they had a drive where they burned a lot of clock in yes. the fourth quarter and it really was the difference. I mean, it was, um, it was, dude, it, it was the game. Really, it was the absolute game. They start, they start way back, but there was a sequence where they decided they were going to get, they were going to come at us. AJ Terrell's out of the game. They're driving, and Garoppolo throws a post. I think they're probably on their 30-yard line. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have it where they were exactly. And I, I could probably go back and find it, but I've done a good job, a bad job of, of locating it um, on my uh, on my sheet. But he 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 tries to hit Debo, uh, excuse me, on uh, Brandon, I think it was Brandon Ayuk, on a, on a post. And... What happened was, is Darren Hall, who's in for A.J. Terrell, yeah. says, yeah, here it is. <laughs> they were on the 47. They were on their own 47. And he tries to go to uh, Ayuk on a deep post. And Darren Hall is in perfect position the whole way. He's trailing. He loses a little bit of ground. Yeah. But he makes it up. Not a lot, just a little bit. And he swats it out of there. Just a phenomenal play by yeah. Darren Hall. That was that. That's a big moment because if Ayuk catches mm-hmm. it and say he gets say he doesn't score, he, they're still around like the seventeen yard line. They're in the right. the red the red area, mm-hmm. and now they're set up with momentum and they're trying to punch it in. You don't even let them in at that point. Great no. play. That was a big play, and the reason why this is a sequence uh-huh. is the very next play, Dylan. So uh-huh. the very, excuse, yeah, the very next play, he's now gonna tr- there and, and and Darren talked about this, so I'm not speaking out of turn. So nobody tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. But they were in cover <laughs> three on both play, both plays. Uh-huh. He literally told us they're in cover three, yep. and I believe if I'm not mistaken, they switched, and they're he's gonna hit now. He's gonna hit Debo. Yeah, uh, it you know it says D, anything over twenty yards. It was. It was it was another deep play, 
Um, he, he threw it from the 47 to around the 30, well, probably about the 35. And Darren Hall read the play, crashed in, and bats the ball up. And Jalen Hawkins is there to make the player. So the ball is probably on the 32, 33, where he was thrown. Bats up. Hawkins catches it at 31. It's a pick. They're, remember, they're moving the ball. It stones the drive. And at that point, we're in the fourth quarter. Yep. We just started the fourth quarter. And what that allowed you to do was it allowed you to burn a couple minutes off the clock. You pin them deep. You punt it. You pin them to the one-yard line. Mm-hmm. And now we get into the possession that I talked about where they drove all almost all the way down the field, got no points essentially into the game. That, to me, was a sequence. So those are my three sequences. Marcus Mariota on a big drive to go up 21-14 with a couple of plays with his feet. Right. Um, Avery Williams with a heads-up mental play and then made it work with him as a return guy and, the, mm-hmm. and what he brings to you. And then Darren Hall stepping up for an injured player. Remember, we had injured players in this game too. Mm-hmm. Stepped up and makes two plays – which are phenomenal, one against their biggest weapon and one against their third-best receiver, if you count George Kittle, the right. best tight end in the NFL. Uh, so those sequences led to a Falcons victory on Sunday or today or whatever you want to call it, and that is why we're happy. That's why this is a happy podcast and not one where we're complaining about something that didn't go our way. We went and made our own plays today. We didn't put it in the ref's hands. That's why we got a W. That's squid sequences for the Falcons-Niners game. That's right. The inaugural uh, edition of squid sequences coming in hot. Great sequences there by uh, Squid Billy. And I want to go ahead and jump right into handing out some game balls because you uh, you, you talked about uh, a guy at the end there, Jalen Hawkins, who I want to give a game ball to, not only for, one, getting that interception, he was in the right place at the right time. I'll give that play more to, you know, Darren Hall making the play, Jalen Hawkins. But, you know, Jalen Hawkins was in the right place at the right time. But Darren Hall really made the play that could lead to the interception. But Jalen Hawkins, he not only got the interception, but I believe Jalen Hawkins made a, a good mental play too when, shout out to Rashawn Evans too. He's not going to get a game ball, but I'm going to give him a little shout out here. Rashawn Evans forces the fumble. A.J. Terrell scoops it up, runs down the field, and and – was kind of questionable not where the A.J. Terrell scored like he might have stepped out of bounds. I guess fumbled. At least that was the call on the field. He fumbled. Jalen Hawkins has the wherewithal not to just leave the ball on the ground, but to make sure the the, the play is done and, you know, everything's going to be all good for the Falcons. Falls on the ball and makes it a touchdown for the Atlanta Falcons. So just a good, heady play right there to not give up on the play. You know, play to the whistle is blown, you know, as the old cliche is, and he ends up getting the touchdown for the Atlanta Falcons. And that that was the deciding play, too. They end up being a, being a touchdown because of Jalen Hawkins falling the ball because they called what A.J. Terrell did. That, that was a fumble as far as what the refs called. So very heady play right there for uh, Jalen Hawkins. So he gets the game ball for me. Um, we'll, we'll alternate here on the game ball. So what, who do you got for uh, your one of your game balls? Well, I said it. Darren Hall. Yep. Darren Hall gets a game ball. I, Darren, What Darren Hall did today – was the we always use this BS state? Uh, well, I don't say BS, it's a cliched term next man up. And two weeks in a row, we've seen next man up. 
We saw right. last week with the Falcons broadcast. We had issues, travel That's issues. Right. Dave Archer stepped Good in, did two jobs. Next man up. Good this call. week, A.J. Terrell comes out of the game. Darren Hall comes in. Next man up. And he played well. And D. Alfred did come in for Casey Hayward late in the game, yeah. too. Next mm-hmm. man up. Darren Hall gets the game ball. Darren Hall made two plays today that literally helped win the game. I know it was in squid sequences, so it's easy for me to say that. You can't underestimate the two mm-hmm. plays he made. Those were Big-time plays for a guy who has been here a couple years. He's tried to get better. I am so impressed with what Darren Hall did today. He gets a game ball. Darren Hall was huge in this game. Cannot underestimate how big he was and how clutch he came up in this ballgame. Like you said, made two big plays that really, really helped, uh, you know, shift the outcome of this game. So Darren Hall definitely deserves a game ball. Another guy for me that deserves a game ball, Marcus Mariota has got to get another one for me. I know I gave him one last week. He definitely deserves one this week. Again, almost uh, perfect when it comes to passing. Uh, 13 or 14, I believe it was. And like you said earlier, that one just looked like to be a, a throwaway. I mean, again, I talked about earlier, quick decisions, decisive, make good decisions, made plays with his feet, made plays with his arm. Well, he, he threw for two touchdowns, ran for one. I mean, I hit well, when we did the post game show. He was Chris Gofor's plant, uh, fantasy player of the day, and that's because if he if you started him on your fantasy, he probably got you a good number of points. So, but Marcus Mariota, you know, I I hope he doesn't hear all the the doubters and the haters, but you know he might. But doesn't matter. He's going out there. He's playing his game, and he's I don't care what anybody else says. Marcus Mariota is helping this team win football games. The Atlanta Falcons are not winning. And, um um it. I can't find the word I'm looking for. They're not winning, you know, in spite. There it is. They're not winning in spite of Marcus Mariota. They are winning because Marcus Mariota is helping them win football games. And he did that again today. He made very nice throws, good plays with his feet. Marcus Mariota gets another game ball from me. Yeah, I love that. I, I'm going to give one that's going to be a little bit weird, but I think um, it the running back room. Yeah. deserves a game ball mm-hmm. because what I saw today was a team that was playing – we talked about this early in the week. They, they like to play a lot of eight men in the box. They were run blitzing. They were – they were. this team has given up 71 yards a game. You ran for almost 100 more than that today. Right. Um, you're, and let me tell you why. Because they were coming after, and there was a lot of content in the line of the scrimmage, but your running backs were getting two, three, four, five yards out of plays that honestly should have got one or none. And Caleb Huntley and Tyler Algier, Avery Williams makes in there. And Marcus, to your point, did his did his damage. But Algier and Huntley had 100 yards combined by just hammering it, man. Yes. Yards after contact. And that, to me, my second and final game ball goes to those guys. I loved what they brought. They did a phenomenal job of falling forward. Again, if you fall forward, you're gaining a yard at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not hard, and they did a great job of that. Blown away with what they did, and 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 so my second game ball goes to Huntley Algier and Mixon Avery Williams because Avery Williams is a running back. There you go, and he made a big play in the special teams as well. So that's, right. that's where my uh, my other game ball goes. I'm gonna give one more out for me, and this is just because I'm happy to see this guy back on the football field, and he ma- he made a nice play uh, earlier today, and he you know he played well. Um, Isaiah Oliver coming back off of uh, off of injury today 
came back and uh, Tommy really needed him, especially, you know, after AJ Terrell and both Casey Hayward goes down. Uh, he was a nice veteran presence out there. Got the interception as well, where he made a nice play, nice catch um, to end the half and stop the 49ers who were trying to drive and, you know, make one final kind of, you know, last ditch effort to uh, get some points on the board before halftime. Comes in, gets the interception, and again, was a nice veteran presence on the field, stepped up and stepped in uh, after A.J. Terrell and Casey Edward goes down, and he was playing before that too. So A.J. Terrell, just a nice story, him coming back. Now it seems like he's really, you know, found his footing in the NFL, and he's going to be a big part of this uh, this team getting wins too and a big part of what this defense is going to do for the rest of the year. So Yeah, and he got an interception. That interception at yeah. the end of the first half. I mean, I know it, it wasn't – but, I mean, that – it would, you know, it's kind of the end of the half, but yeah. I mean, he got an interception, and then that's kind of a cool thing to come back your first game mm-hmm. back from a big injury like that, right? And you get exactly. interception to your point, you played well. I'm really happy for Isaiah Albert. One of the nicest, one of the nice guys on the team. I mean, yeah. we've got some good guys on this team, don't get me wrong, but Isaiah, right. you know, he's a nice guy on the team. It's a good story. Um, he was a high draft pick, and he kind of found a good role for him, like you said. You said mm-hmm. it, you laid it out. And uh, just I just wanted to add on that I'm really happy for Isaiah Oliver, the guy you like, and uh, wasn't active for the first four or five games, and comes back this week, and you, like you said, he, you know he made an, he made an impact, and that's cool. Love exactly. Seeing I love seeing uh, Isaiah Oliver come back and be successful again. Like you said, I mean he's just he's kept his head down, he's played hard, and after a first you know not great sub couple of years, really come back and found a, uh, found his footing. And found a great and valuable spot on this football team and a valuable role on this football team. So Isaiah Oliver gets the last game ball here on Peace Street Football. And speaking of this episode of Peace Street Football, that is going to do it. A happy, happy, happy edition of Peace Street Football this Sunday as the Atlanta Falcons go to three and three on the season and are back tied atop the NFC South. However, does not get any easier, Bo Morgan. We got the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, we're actually going to Cincinnati to face the Bengals, and it's going to be a tough road test for the Falcons. But, I mean, hey, the Falcons have shown they are up for any and every game that's going to be thrown their way this season. So we will get more into that as we move on through the rest of the week. We will talk to you guys again on Wednesday. But before we leave you all to celebrate the rest of your uh, Falcons Victory Sunday and Victory Monday, make sure – you guys like this podcast, follow the pod, download the pod wherever you get your podcast. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast. It don't matter. Peace Street Football is there. So one final time, the Atlanta Falcons defeat the San Francisco 49ers in Mercedes-Benz Stadium this afternoon by a final score of 28-14. to 14. For Bo Morgan, a.k.a. Squid Billy, I am Dylan Matthews. We are Peace Street Football. And until we talk to you guys next time, rise up, go Falcons. Oh, oh, oh. Peace. <laughs>